Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. God is much more interested in what you and I are becoming inside rather than what we're doing outside. You see, our outside stuff is external. What God wants to do is inward. And that is what following Christ does. It does something in me to my character. So God's way more interested in what you are becoming like him than what you're doing for him. Times it's so tempting to take the easy path in our relationship with God and just go through the motions, attending church services and functions, looking the right way, and so on. This is what we read about in the Gospels and Acts. The religious leaders who looked like they had it all together, but who Jesus condemned for their hypocrisy. Pastor Mark is teaching us that God's intent for us is to attain the character of Jesus. Even though we won't achieve that while we're here on earth, He uses our lives and our trusting and obeying Him to change us into who He has planned us to be. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Philippians chapter 1 with part 2 of his message, Living or Die, We Win. You see, we're the strain dog, and God uses the Bible as our leash. So write this down, if you will, this morning. When we understand this key, you'll love to be in the Word of God. The Word keeps us from strain, and it keeps us Christ-centered. What do I mean by that? When we open the Word of God and read it, it brings us back to the basics of life. As I read the Word of God, I'm always reminded, no matter if I'm Old Testament or New Testament, I'm reminded about three things. The only three things that really matter. God, people, and my time. It always brings me back to that. God, people, and time. So reading, meditating, obeying the Word of God keeps God in the center of our lives. Now, remember, God didn't just give us his word, but he gave us the power through the person of the Holy Spirit who lives in us, the power to obey it. God says in Romans 8, I have the power to say, no, I'm not straying. I'm not going over there. I know that looks good, but I'm keeping Christ centered in my life. That lifestyle of following the shepherd brings great freedom and joy. That's what you and I want to do. 
Now, one of my favorite passages in the Bible is this one. You can use it as a homework and here in Melbourne. Use it as a little homework for your devotion this week. It says this. Psalm 119, verse 35. I love the New Living Translation in this. It says this. Make me to walk. Make me. God, I'm submitting to you. Make me to walk in the path of your commands. For that is where happiness is found. Happiness is not found in strain. Yes, there is pleasure in sin for a season. Happiness is not found in strain. Happiness is found in walking along the paths of God's command. The older you get, the more that makes sense to you. Simply allow the Bible to be the leash that directs you into the will of God. Now go back to Philippians chapter 1, verse 20. In verse 20, when Paul says this again, I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now as always, notice these words, Christ will be exalted. Some of your translations say magnified, or he'll look good. He'll be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. Paul says, I have a goal. I'm going to keep my eyes on Jesus. And I want my lifestyle to magnify God. I want people, when they look at me, go, I like that. I'd like that lifestyle, whether I'm living or dying. In other words, I want to become, I want to become like Jesus. Let me just stop and give you something for a moment and then a little extra credit for you in the teaching today. Too much of the time in our lives as Christ followers, we focus on what we're doing. It's good. We should be doing. You'll see later. That's one of the fruits. We focus on what we're doing. God is much more interested in what you and I are becoming inside rather than what we're doing outside. You see, our outside stuff is external. What God wants to do is inward. And that is what following Christ does. It does something in me to my character. So God's way more interested in what you are becoming like him than what you're doing for him. What you're doing for him is important, but he wants us to become like him. Now in Romans chapter 12, you don't need to turn there. Let me read you the first verse. How do I become like him? If I read the word of God, how does that bring me back to centrality? How does that bring me back to passion? Notice, let me listen, read this verse to you, 12.1. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he finds acceptable. This is truly the way to worship. And then he says this, don't copy the behavior and customs of the world. Don't let Satan in his worldly system, entice you to replace Christ with something or something else or power. Don't do that. But let God transform you into a new person. And how do we do that? By changing the way we think. The Bible says this, as a man thinks in his heart, so he becomes. So the way I'm transformed inwardly is the way I think. Well, how do I transform my thinking? One of your 
Other translations, and at verse 2 says this, Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So, what transforms me to think like God thinks? Simple question. How can I know what God thinks? This is his mind. This is the way God thinks. If you want to know what God thinks about a subject, let's just take a million subjects. You just start with any of them. You can see what God thinks. That's what he says about it. Okay, should I be a loving husband and a godly father and take care of my kids? Should I? How do you know that? Right here it tells you. Should I worship God only on Saturday? No, Paul says in the New Testament, what? Every day is a day unto the Lord. So I worship God every day. Should I worship him and sing praises to him when things are going good, but when they're not going good, really gripe and complain at him? He said, Pastor Mark, that's stupid. Well, how do I know it's stupid? Because the word tells me how to live in every way, shape, and form. So how do I transform my thinking? By reading the word of God. And when I read the word of God, I know what God thinks. And God will always say this, put me in the center. Come on back to the center. Keep all those side issues away from there. See, Paul wanted to let the word transform him so people watching his life would say this. So that's what a Christian looks like. I like it. So so that's the way a Christ follower lives. I want to live like that. So that's why the word of God is again our leash. Because the world is trying to get me all over here in side issues. We've all been there. And it will happen our whole life. So I want to get in the Word, put Christ first, let that Word of God be alive in me. Now, number three, write this down if you will. Keep life here in focus. Why do I want to do that? Because I want to reach God's potential for me. I want to reach God's potential. You see, Paul's work on earth, it isn't finished. He was still alive. He doesn't know for how long, but he knows he has today. Anybody breathing that's listening to me right now? Yes. So if you're breathing, i.e., you're alive. And if you're alive, God has potential for you today. Well, Pastor Mark, I'm thinking about three months from now. Great, nice to plan. You may not be alive. None of us know what tomorrow brings. So we want to live today. Paul wants to reach God's potential for him. He really says in that verse you just had in front of you there, I don't want to be ashamed living Or dying. So what does that look like? Uh, Write this potential down and you can begin thinking about it this week for yourself. If you're a Christ follower, this is God's potential for you. And we want to reach full potential. We want to reach full potential. It is to live and to minister and to think and to be and to die like Christ. See, my role model is Christ. As I look at the scriptures... I want to be like him in all his ways. His character, you'll see later, he came to serve. 
He didn't come to have people serve. He came to give himself. He came to minister to people. He came to encourage people. He came to confront people. He he killed dead religion, tried to get them off in the right direction. Paul was one he did. And so my potential in my life, a lot of things. I want to be a good dad. I want to be a good grandpa now. I want to be a loving husband. I want to be a good worker. I want to be a good pastor for you. I want to be a good shepherd. I have all of those kind of things to do. But what I really want to do is I want to live like Christ lived. And I want to die like Christ died. Exactly. That's exactly what Paul says. Whether I live or whether I die, I don't want to be ashamed. I don't want people to be ashamed of me. And I definitely don't want God to be ashamed of me. So I want to live. I want to minister. I want to think. I want to be. I want to die like Christ. It's all about Christ. That's the circle. Now, that doesn't make us weird. If you're a golf fan, you're enjoying watching over in Scotland all the golf that's going on. And all the things that are happening here. And the wind's blowing and the ball's and just moving out of the air. Well, Pastor Mark, if I watch that, God's not pleased with me. And I should be reading my Bible more. And I watched golf an hour yesterday. Am I going to hell? Now, you say that's stupid. But we think that way. Paul isn't saying by putting Christ first, there's no joy in life. What would that be? No, he gives us all things richly to enjoy. But it has to be where it revolves around him, not me. So, as you think about all this, for us to be conformed into the image of Christ, that's exactly what God wants. I want to read you from Francis Chan's book. It'll be a challenge to you. Put your thinking cap on and listen. He's writing to Christians. You passionately love Jesus, but you don't really want to be like him. You admire his humility, but you don't want to be that humble. You think it's beautiful that he washed the feet of his disciples, but that's not exactly the direction you're headed. You're thankful he was spit upon and abused, but you would never let that happen to you. You praise him for loving you enough to suffer during the whole time on earth. But you're going to do everything within your power to make sure you enjoy your time down here. In short, you think he's a great savior, but not a great role model. That's a tough one. Paul thought just the opposite. He said, whatever Christ lived, I want to be that person. I want to become like Christ in every area of my life. I'm a work in progress, so are you. So was Paul. When he arrived at the end, he said, I didn't make it, but I strove for it. Look at verse 20 again. I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed and will have sufficient courage, or another word is, I will be bold. Write this down. Paul says, today, I'm going to be bold and courageous. I'm going to live life to the full. A few months ago, I saw a bumper sticker. I don't think it was Christian. In fact, it may have been a message that's the opposite of Christian, but I took it positive. Here's what the bumper sticker said. 
I believe in life before death. I like that. I believe in life before death. Do you know that many Christians don't get that? They're waiting to get to heaven to have life. No, God came to give us life now in that abundantly. And here's what's going to happen. For so many of you, as you approach the end of your life, if you have this time to stop and reflect, because you know in a few days they're going to pull the plug, or you can tell the doctor's saying you've got three days to live on, you're going to sit and you're, you're going to be thinking. And you're going to look back over your life. And it's going to be filled with these things. If only. I wish I would have. That's not the way to live life. Now, we have about 15,000 of these red bracelets around our community. And actually around the world. (laughs) What's that red bracelet say? Some of you wear it, don't have a clue what it says. Could say Omer's bar and you're wearing the sucker. (laughs) What's it say? Follow Jesus how? Live dangerously. Let me remind you what it says. If you don't have one, get one. By the way, if you're not a believer, don't get one. It doesn't apply to you. Can't follow Jesus. What does it mean to live dangerously? It means follow the shepherd. 18 years ago, God said to us, come to Melbourne. We follow the shepherd. I gave up my profession. I gave up being director of pharmacy. Gave up all those connections. Gave up all that money. Gave all that kind of stuff. And we started here. Any pastor on staff here is the same. We gave up all those other things. That doesn't make us better than anybody else. Just gave us an opportunity to do something that God had. I wanted to reach his potential for me, not my potential for me. You want to do exactly the same. And it has nothing to do with being a pastor of a church. It simply has to do with you obeying him every single day. And if he says to you, go on a mission trip, go for it. Whatever he says, step out in faith and go for it. Get into a small group. All kinds of things. And as you do that, you will begin reaching the potential that God has for you in life. Follow him. Paul says, I want to be bold. We're going to do a series on marriage. God's been speaking to my heart about it. So I'm going to have a whitewater rafting right here on stage. And if you've ever been in a whitewater rafting boat with your spouse, you're very fortunate at the end to be married. Hmm. We're going to have a lot of fun. Now, why are we going to do a thing on marriage? We look at our world today as if the world is the problem with the church. And the world is our problem. Taking prayer out of the schools, praying in Jesus' name in some places, they fire you. Who knows what's going to happen with the homosexual agenda, whatever. I can even say it anymore. That is a problem. But the problem in Christianity in the United States is not our governments. The problem is in the church. Now, why do I say that? Let me tell you why, in a kind way. The divorce rate in the world is the same as the divorce rate in the church. How can that be? Can I say to people, hey, follow me. Well, how's your marriage? Well, I've been divorced four times. That's not a laugh. That's sad. Now, for those of you divorced, I'm not talking about condemning you. What I'm saying is, what happened? What is happening? Couples come to me for premarital counseling. How are you doing sexually? Well, we stopped sleeping together now because we knew we were going to meet with you. 
Let me ask you a question. Is that the right answer? It has nothing to do with me. Does the Bible say anything about sleeping together before we're married? Yes, it does. Is it clear? Crystal. Are they sinning against me in the church? No. Against God. So see, we have to get our lives right so that when people look at it, they go, oh, that's what a Christ follower is. Cool. That's what I want. That's the day that we turn our world upside down. Now, we'll never be perfect, but we can do a lot better in a lot of areas. How do we do that? We keep focused. And then we reach out and we're bold and we take risks for Jesus Christ. Wear it proudly and follow Jesus Christ. Now, verse 22 says, if I go on living in the body, this will mean, look at this word, fruitful labor for me. Why does Paul put that in there? He says, if I'm going to live today, I'm going to be working and it's going to produce fruit. What does that mean? Well, that's God's potential for us. Write this down. Not only do we want to be bold and courageous, but we want to be fruitful and productive. John 15, 16 says this, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. So to bear fruit is to reach God's potential. Paul says, I'm not just going to sit here in prison and go, well, maybe today I'll live and tomorrow I'll be dead. I guess I won't do anything there. No, not at all. He says, I'm going to be here. If I'm going to be here, I'm reaching God's potential. I'm going to be fruitful. I'm going to be attached to Christ. And with that comes the ability to have the Spirit produce fruit through my life. Now, what did that fruit look like? Quickly, you don't need to write this down. We did this a few weeks ago. If I'm in Christ, if I have a vibrant relationship with Christ, and Christ is the center of my life, I'll be producing fruit in my life. What would that look like? First one, godly character. Fruit of the Spirit. Galatians chapter 5. And then I'll be a bold witness. I'll be inviting people when we do the series on marriage. Hey, I heard you say to me yesterday at the water fountain, you're struggling in your marriage. You know what? Come on over to church for just three weeks. Listen to what God says. God can change. There can be a miracle in your home. Well, Pastor Mike, that's going to be bold to do it. Exactly. Invite. That's what we're talking about. And then good works, of course. And giving. We'll see that at the end. And then praise. Praise from our lips. Paul wasn't going like, man, I don't know what I'm going to live or die. It's miserable. No, he's, he's, in, he's got joy there. Why? Because it comes from the Spirit. Now, look at verse 22 and 23 in context. If I go on, if I'm to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Here's the dilemma again. What should I choose? I don't know. I'm torn between the two. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. Today, Pastor Mark taught about how easy it is to get into a routine about our relationship with Christ and to take that relationship for granted. He reminded us that we must not lapse in our devotion to Christ. This was what led to the downfall of the religious leaders of Jesus' day. Instead, we need to keep reading the Bible and applying its principles to our lives. 
Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. We have multiple campuses to reach those living in Melbourne, Sebastian and Vieira. All campuses meet each weekend and on Wednesdays to spend time collectively raising our voices in worship to our Most High God and studying the truth and blessings found in His Word. For more information, directions, and service times, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on the church link at the bottom of the page. Next time, Pastor Mark will conclude this message. He will continue to encourage us to follow Christ to the best of our ability. We'll learn about five kinds of fruit that result from following Jesus. He will also teach about death and dying and the biblical way to view these things. Understanding this viewpoint is key in our living our lives to the most for Christ. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in. And may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.